the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. There are plenty of tests for COVID-19 in the nation's second largest city. Here's correspondent Shelley Adler. With ample coronavirus tests and not enough sick people seeking them, the mayor of Los Angeles recently did something on a scale no other major U.S. city has done. Allow anyone with or without symptoms to be tested as often as they want. Despite Eric Garcetti's offer intended to increase testing, thousands of tests are going unused each week. The effort comes at a time when expanded testing is the cornerstone of California's plan to ease its stay-at-home order. I'm Shelley Ampler. Meanwhile, more construction, manufacturing, and curbside retail pickups have begun in parts of New York State. Shuttered sectors of the economy started reopening slowly yesterday in a wide wide stretch down the middle of the state that was largely spared the brunt of the COVID-19 outbreak. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager warns of over-isolation. If there is a second wave, which seems to be the consensus of most people involved in these things, everything that is being done now will make more people susceptible to dying in a second wave. By keeping people inside for months and no contact with others, the immune system is weakening uh, in people. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. Just past one o'clock, which means one thing: it's time to make talk radio great again. It's your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitchberg, coming up next. Just a reminder: with an abundance of misinformation being spread online, we're doing everything we can to keep you informed. Just go to AM twelve eighty, the Patriot for COVID nineteen updates and resources. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Cloudy chance of showers high of 67 for the day. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now... Here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is really single-handedly making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg, as it has been virtually every Saturday afternoon in this space at this time on this frequency for 16 years now, going on 17, really, when you think about it, going on 30 at this rate, because what's going to stop us? Other radio stations? <laughs> Please. At any rate, uh, thanks for joining us here. Uh, I am here today, as I am virtually every Saturday. Uh, Brad Carlson, of course, will be joining you tomorrow from 1 to 3, same time, same station. King Banyan, different time, different station, AM 1440, The Businessman, 9 to 11, Saturday mornings, doing the best show in the business of business uh, regarding economics every Saturday morning, 9 to 11. Either way, for 16, going on 17, going on 25, 30, 50 years, sure, why not? We've been dominating uh, Twin Cities weekend radio. So... By the way, uh, state GOP convention is going on today, and this is not the first time I've not been to the convention. Obviously, I attended my first Republican state convention as a uh, delegate in 2004. In 2006, we broadcast uh, the NARN at the time. Uh, all seven of us who were on the air at that point were uh, broadcasting from the Minnesota State uh, Convention at the Minnesota Convention Center. I remember that well. 
Uh, it was a great time. We had candidates lined up literally out the door to come in and talk with us live on the air that day. We broadcast from most of the state conventions in the years after that. Uh, a couple memorable ones were, I think, what, 2014 in Rochester with the debate going until four in the morning and picking up again at eight. Uh, 2016, I want to say, in Duluth. I think maybe eight. I forget. I was up to the one at 18, although we did not broadcast in 2018 from Duluth. Uh, that was the first one we hadn't broadcast at since 2006. First one and not the last. We are not, uh, the good news, well, the bad news is we're not broadcasting from the GOP state convention this year. Uh, the good news is really either is anyone else. The Minnesota GOP convention, like most public uh, discourse these days, is being conducted online via one application or another. I am not for the first time since, uh, well, not the first time since 2004. Uh, one of the few times since 2004, I haven't been a delegate at some level in the process. I am taking a brief break from retail party politics, uh, at least for the next year or so here. I've been out of it for a couple of years. <sighs> I, on the one hand, it's glorious. And on the other hand, I feel bad because there's so much work to do. And hopefully the people doing it are, are up to the task. We direly need it because it's, it's become a cliche. But every election gets put out there as the most important of our lifetime. But if you are not a Democrat in Minnesota, if you are not a progressive with a capital P that stands with rhymes with pool, you know what I'm saying, this could be... The, the stakes are huge and they are for real. If you're a gun owner, for example, we are two votes away, well, three seats away from the Democrats taking control, two seats actually away from the Democrats taking control of the Minnesota State Senate. And if the House doesn't flip this fall, the consequences are staggering. With a Democrat governor, a Democrat Senate, a Democrat House, First of all, they will have complete control of redistricting, so you can count on Tom Emmer's seat being squeezed out of existence, the strongest conservative we have in Minnesota at this point, uh, potentially, along with Jim Hagedorn. You can, you can count on two Republican seats being folded together in some, via some legal legerdemain that passes muster with the intensely biased Minnesota State Supreme Court. Or I should say, with a Minnesota Supreme Court that is biased and will uphold laws as written by an intensely biased process. Generally, DFLers generally running the election machinery in this state for decades. Now, that's one thing. I mean, we're probably going to drop from eight Congress people to seven, uh, seven representatives, seven congressional districts. Our population isn't growing as fast as other parts of the country. We are likely to go from eight districts down to seven. I guess I just said that. Anyway, if the Democrats have complete control of the redistricting process, that representative will be a Republican. It will likely be Tom Emmer. The redistricting will be done in such a way as to guarantee not only an increase in relative power for the DFL in Washington, but the gerrymandering involved will make what happened in 2012 look like a walk through Taylor's Falls with a picnic basket and a six-pack of cold beer. They will gerrymander districts to ensure at least 10 years of DFL majorities, again, under the full cover of laws written to basically give the legislature or whoever is in control of the legislature when the redistricting happens every 10 years, starting this fall, the power they need to get the job done, which with complete DFL control is what will happen. Remember, in 2010, well, we had Governor Dayton, but we had two Republican-controlled chambers of the legislature through the redistricting process. Now, Dayton vetoed bill after bill after bill, attempt after attempt after attempt to make the process more fair. Therefore, we got the process we had, which was bad, but not the worst it could have been. If the DFL takes control of the House and the Senate, and we are guaranteed two more years of Governor Waltz, oh, we are. All of you people talking about removing them over this quarantine, 
yeah, he will only be removed if unicorns come down from heaven and carry him away. That's the only way he's getting removed from office. We can explain that later on here, uh, if it matters, which, to be honest, as much as much as people are huffing and puffing about the idea of trying to remove the governor, it's not going to happen. It will not happen. Short of divine intervention, which is not a plan, we have two more years of Governor Waltz, two more legislative sessions. If worse comes to worse this fall, the 2021 and 2022 sessions will both be done with a complete majority in all three cha- uh, both chambers of the legislature and the governor's office. Meaning Ryan Winkler will be legislating policy for the state without question. Peggy Flanagan. Oh, by the way, those of you who are yapping about wanting to remove Tim Waltz for office, from office to go through the constitutional process that does, in fact, exist for removing a governor in midterm, you remove the governor, what do you get? You get Governor Peggy Flanagan, who is farther to the left, farther out than Tim Waltz is. If, if Peggy Flanagan were running this state today during this quarantine, Gretchen Whitmer would look like the moderate Guarantee it, folks. Anyway, uh, so, oh, by the way, if you're a gun owner, a law-abiding gun owner, as a good friend Rob Dore put it this morning on social media, if the Democrats win complete control of both chambers and the legislature, Virginia is going to look like a sanctuary state. And we, the law-abiding gun owners of this state, the people that make this state actually run, the honest people, the law-abiding people, the people around which a democratic society can actually safely be built are going to be the criminals. Just watch. All of this nobody's coming for your guns talk will go out the window as fast as Alondra Cano's scientific theses. I said theses, T-H. And they will be figuring out ways to make you the criminal faster than, well, I already said the faster than. You get the point. Red flag laws? Oh, yeah. Anyone you ever had a first date with can call the cops and said, I feel threatened. Go get their guns. That's what they want. The, 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 the bill, the, I should say the changes to House File 9, this past week, that you and I got uh, shot down, as it were, by blowing up the the states, uh, the state of Minnesota's, uh, the the legislature's phone lines. This past week, that's what they were trying to do. Basically, have anyone you've ever known be able to 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 send a SWAT team after you on your say so, by an ex parte order, with a Democrat Senate. And a Demo- joining a Democrat House and a Democrat governor who is basically a puppet of the far, far, far left to whom he sold his soul to get through the primary against a couple of women who were to his left at the time with the aid of a woman who is to all of their left now, Peggy Flanagan, who had the single farthest to the left voting record in the Minnesota House before she got whisked up to uh, join Governor Waltz on the ticket. All of those things will be passed. Gun grabs, magazine limits, retroactive confiscations, registration. It's all going to happen. It will all be happening by this time next year. It will all be in effect. You saw what happened in Virginia. There is nothing, nothing that will prevent it from happening legally with the full blessing of the law. And if you live in a sanctuary county, bully for you. But we got a whole state to defend here. And the time for being sanguine about this is long, long past. I mean, there was never a good time to be sanguine about this, although plenty of gun owners were five years ago. I mean, we passed some some good laws, laws uh, regarding... 
uh, protecting ranges, allowing uh, people to carry the Minnesota State Capitol concealed, but without having to go through a bunch of extra hoops, uh, all sorts of other rules that we passed when we had majorities everywhere but the governor's office. We are on the very brink of losing it all, ladies and gentlemen. And if that doesn't scare you out of your seat and scare you into wanting, begging to get involved in electing people who aren't out to put your liberty up on your wall, up on their wall, like you might have a deer head on yours, then I don't know what it's going to take. More about this past week in COVID uh, when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. Hope comes home with I Still Believe. You can download it now at WatchSalemMedia.com. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes the uplifting true life story of Christian music megastar Jeremy Camp. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Jeremy's hope and faith are put to the test when tragedy strikes. You're going to be healed. What if I'm not supposed to be healed? I Still Believe is an incredible story of musical stardom, the heights of love, the depths of loss, and the healing power of the human spirit. One love can change your life. You chose willingly to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. Witness the true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. Starring K.J. Appa, Britt Robertson, Gary Sinise, and Shania Twain. Own I Still Believe on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital now from Lionsgate at WatchSalemMedia.com. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. Dennis Prager here with my friend Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration. Mike, I've seen roofs in the Twin Cities that have many years of life left, but are streaked and stained and look, quite honestly, terrible. Your company actually removes those streaks? Our process makes roofs look new again. Algae and moss grow on cedar shake roofs. Moss is especially damaging because it actually feeds on the cedar wood and prevents the wood from drying. And when wood doesn't dry, it rots. Cleaning and sealing a cedar shake roof actually extends the life of a roof. Mike, how can people learn more? See videos on our website at rooftodeck.com. That's rooftodeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. That's 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more. Roof to Deck is now conducting no-contact quotes and service. Call 651-699-3504. AM 1280, The Patriot and iHeartRadio. They go together like the Liberty Bell and its crack. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. AM 1280, The Patriot. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, the Business Benefactor Program is back over on Freedom 1570 for a limited time. This time you're going to be supporting Good in the Hood. How do we know this? You heard this last week on this very broadcast. Anyway, in case you weren't there or in case you need a refresher or just to pass it along, Good in the Hood believes kindness is inspiring and transforming the Twin Cities. They help individuals, families, whole neighborhoods take responsibility for their growth and improvement to change personal lives and the community. So for your donation of 50, here's the important part. This is the sell. For your donation of $1,500 to Good in the Hood, we'll give you 40 commercials to use for your business or church or organization on air here at Freedom 1570. Or you can give them away to someone else who could, another organization or church or business that could use it. It, They're your commercials. It's like owning a piece of 
of a radio station. I mean, 20 minutes worth of it. Anyway, call 651-289-4444 and get 40 commercials as a thank you for supporting Good in the Hood, Twin Cities uh, Freedom 1570's business benefactor uh, program beneficiary for the year 2020. It's a great, great program. Hope you can get involved. Should you want to get involved in this broadcast, the phone number is 651 289 4488, uh, that number to call. You can also join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Operators are standing by both places. Now, let's look at some numbers. In the state of Minnesota, this uh, past 24 hours, currently we're at 14,900, just shy of 15,000 cases of COVID in the state of Minnesota, including 729 new cases in the last day. This was reported this morning on worldometers.info. Uh, which is probably the best single source of COVID information at a glance, you can, you're going to be able to find. I've been using it for weeks. We currently have 700 deaths in Minnesota, eight more of them since yesterday, uh, just shy of 4,000 active cases. So a bunch of people have recovered. I mean, the, the vast majority, in fact, have recovered. Between the deaths and the active cases, we've had 10,000 people recover. Good news. The total number of cases per million, around 2,600. And the deaths per million, which is the, the number that is not subject to testing. It's not subject. It's a fairly concrete status. Total deaths per, deaths per million, 124 per million. It's 5.5 million divided by 700 is 124. Maybe it's I've got it the other way around. No, that's it. That's it. By the way, the uh, the deaths uh, test per million population right around twenty five thousand per million. That's uh, number thirty nine out of the fifty states for those of you keeping track. As indeed I am. Now let's look at the state of what I've been looking at the Dakotas and Iowa lately uh, during the the course of this broadcast. All of whom, by the way, are uh, are reopening or had never closed in the case of South Dakota. All of whom outside of a few high-density businesses have much lower infection rates than Minnesota, especially South Dakota, which had a significant outbreak at a high-density location, a meatpacking plant, which if you've never been in one, I mean, it's got guys standing next to each other, working with bone saws, breathing a lot, having the air pushed around for, for safety reasons, otherwise, other than public health reasons. Uh, and, basically a perfect breeding ground for any outbreak, whether it's flu, the common cold, uh, maybe Ebola, God help us someday, although here's hoping not, that would be bad. And COVID, yeah, no difference. They're all doing much better. But what's about another? Let's, let's go look at another place that seems to be doing better. Georgia, state of Georgia, total cases as we speak is 37,000. They had a big, nasty outbreak bright and early. They're a bigger state than Minnesota is. They've got a higher population, uh, bigger cities. Not much bigger, but certainly bigger nonetheless. Uh, the total deaths, oh, they're running about twice uh, Minnesota's rate. Their population is almost twice as big as Minnesota's. Uh, they have almost double the population. Total deaths in one day, 1,500, which is higher than Minnesota's rate. But Minnesota, and by the way, the total deaths in the last 24 hours down to four, which is good news. That may change yet. Here's the question. Here's where it gets interesting. First of all, the total deaths per million in Minnesota, 124. In Georgia, it's about 150 per million. It's a bigger state, bigger population. Uh, bigger death toll, marginally bigger per million at this point. I mean, it's more deaths per million, but on the other hand, they have passed their peak. They're on their way down. Minnesota's still climbing after almost eight weeks of vapor lock. Uh, well, not vapor lock, but after, after almost eight weeks of uh, quarantine with some fairly absurdly draconian measures, that's where we're at. <clears throat> Georgia's is dropping. Now, I'm going to take you back in time. I'm going to take you back to April. April 21st, The Week, which is a left-leaning public uh, publication, author named Joel Mathis had a headline, Georgia's Dangerous Coronavirus Experiment. 
or MSNBC, April 22nd, almost a month ago, over three weeks in every case. Georgia's Kemp, that's the governor of Georgia, uh, Governor Kemp, neglected to warn people about his dangerous gamble. Or from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the newspaper that earned its eternal reputation by framing Richard Jewell for the Olympic Park bombings. No, I'm not going to forgive them for that. Alan Judd and Greg Bluestein write, quote, Kemp poised to lift restrictions despite warnings of renewed outbreak. That's April 29th, a little over two weeks ago. We, we, this, by the way, all coincident with uh, Governor Kemp of Georgia, Brian Kemp in this case, uh, pl- uh, announcing his plan to reopen the state, a reopening that is currently established on day 20. Day 20 of the reopening is currently underway. That's almost three weeks. Tomorrow it will be uh, Monday morning, I believe. It'll be three full weeks of reopening. Stacey McCain writes, it was a gamble, an experiment, and the media all agreed it was dangerous, that's in scare quotes, for Georgia Governor Brian Kemp to do this, quote, despite warnings, end quote. Yet a thought based on the coverage that Kemp's plan was to was so reckless and irresponsible as to guarantee a, quote, renewed outbreak, end quote, that would kill thousands. But what actually happened? Georgia's daily COVID-19 deaths have already peaked by the time Kemp announced that he would begin reopening the state's economy. On April 16th, Georgia recorded 52 deaths from the virus. Uh, There were eight yesterday. Four, I'm sorry, four in the last 24 hours. Concluding a week, that's April 10th through 16th, a full month ago, in which the state recorded 205 deaths, 35.7 a day for that week. Nine times what they're at right now. For the second uh, the seven day period, rather ending Thursday, i.e. May eighth to fourteenth, Georgia recorded a total of one hundred and five deaths, an average of fifteen daily. In other words, comparing these two seven day periods, there's a fifty eight percent decrease in Georgia's COVID nineteen deaths. The number of daily new COVID nineteen cases reported has likely declined for more than by more than fifty percent in the past month even as the number of tests performed has increased. Something we don't have happening here in Minnesota. So let's recap this. Let's go way back. The generally accepted period of time between first exposure or between an infectious exposure to COVID and it being able to be diagnosed as a case is two weeks allow for some slop time. Let's call it two and a half weeks. Maybe even pushing three. I mean, you would certainly start to see cases happening after two to two and a half weeks. We are on the brink of three weeks since Georgia reopened to the calumny of the mainstream media. Dangerous experiment. Dangerous gamble. Warnings of renewed outbreak. Those are all straight from the headlines, ripped from the headlines, as as Ed Morrissey might say. And yet it's only gotten better. Warnings of a renewed outbreak, of a second wave consuming Florida in a wave of, 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 of lung failure, have not materialized. After three weeks, where an open state should start to show some symptoms according to the media's theory nothing now a friend of mine bit of a progressive well okay uh someone who bleeds blue said well that's just because people are keeping their distance they're socially distancing themselves they're not racing back to businesses uh i mean it's 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 like governor Walt said uh, the people are, are leery about going back to business. To which I said, what? Wait a minute. Back up. Do tell here. You're saying that people left to their own devices, given information about the nature of a risk, of a threat, can assess their own risks and act accordingly and in their own best interests without the nanny state telling them what to do for their own good? Isn't that exactly what we pro-reopening conservatives have been saying all along? I'll help you out if you're progressive. Yes, yes, it is. It's exactly what we've been saying. 
<laughs> people given their own in, given correct information which is hard to get from our media admittedly given correct information people can make up their own minds and act in their own best interest if they can do it for themselves by the way they can do it for their businesses you think a restaurateur, a bar owner, a hair shop owner, a, a dog groomer who's invested their life in building a business can't figure out how to make their business safe, provided correct information from the public health authorities? If not, why? 651-289-4488. Join me. Please explain it. You will leap to the front of the line. I guarantee it. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. The fun is literally a quarter through but it's really still just beginning now work with me be right back does your office need a little tlc do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky and isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. It may not be stomach issues, for me, it's intense gas, or pain, or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms, but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from Holy Scripture. Reserve your spot today. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone, and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com, and we'll bring it out to you. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me. And really, that's what it's all about. It's a talk show, not a listen show. Give me a holler, 651-289-4488. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. It's uh, the official Twitter feed of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and we hope you join us. Uh, by the way, we have an abundance of misinformation being spread online, and not just from fake news media. No, sorry, Bob. That's what we're getting to in a moment here. But 
We're doing everything we can here at this station to keep you informed at Freedom 1570 and AM12Athepatriot.com, both of them .coms. You'll see the latest stats for COVID-19 in Minnesota, updates on testing, potential treatments being created and reviewed, so forth and so on. Resources for employers from the Minnesota Department of Revenue, caring for you and your family's mental well-being, as well as the latest from the CDC. Find these articles and much more. Plus, you can hear Governor Waltz's daily press conferences at freedom1570.com. Just click COVID-19 updates and resources. That's where it's at. Anyway, that's uh, at our sister station, freedom1570.com. I think you can go to am12athepatriot.com as well. I'll check it out in a little bit. By the way, two sites... The sites are nice. We, nice. we basically posted it twice. Uh, no, I should say that. It's, it's different content because the station, while it's all conservative, is a completely uh, different set of uh, air talent for the most part. I guess I guess uh, Mark Levin's on both stations. Or as Mark Levin would say, I'm on both stations. <clears throat> it's my only attempt at a, at a Mark Levin impersonation you'll ever hear today, this segment. Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando, I can do. Anyway, sorry. Uh, speaking of, of impressions, uh, Governor Waltz was doing his best impression of a, of a governor that was in control of things. This past Wednesday at a press conference he held, actually it was a, a public event that he held from his undisclosed location in front of a green screen picture of the Capitol. That's fine. That's what everyone's doing these days. Uh, but he, he and, and during this, during this uh, statement, uh, carried live on on uh, local TV stations and radio, he announced the beginning of a exceptionally limited reopening of of businesses in the state of Minnesota, starting Monday in many cases, and uh, picking up speed uh, for, towards June first when bars and restaurants will be able to reopen, provided they have a plan, uh, provided they have uh, some, and, and by the way, with strict, uh, fairly limited capacity. Perhaps, perhaps uh, too limited to allow them to survive financially. We shall see. Uh, there's a few out there that I'll be working to support. And a few of my favorites don't need the support. I mean, one of my favorite barbecue joints who I shouldn't be naming because they should really be paying the station for me to do that. But a barbecue joint I'm a regular at uh, didn't hasn't implemented online ordering yet because they say, we don't need it. We're too busy as it is. So Kudos to them. Some people are, are faring rather well, but most restaurants are not. And the fact that they're opening on June 1st is kind of a good news, bad news situation. A lot of them aren't going to make it that long. And the ones that do make it that long are going to have a hard time making ends meet on the uh, on, on the kind of crowds that they're allowed to to have. In the meantime, across the river in Wisconsin, these uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court struck down uh, Governor Evers' emergency declaration allowing people to flood back into the bars, bringing, on the one hand, declarations that uh, there's going to be a huge outbreak in Wisconsin and counter-declarations that, well, look at Georgia. No, it's not. I'm going to urge some caution here, by the way. In Wisconsin, I, I firmly believe that uh, the evidence that we've seen shows at least a correlation between crowds indoors and the spread of the virus, not out on beaches, not out in the boundary waters, not uh, not not even in a, a fairly well spread out office area necessarily. But you get into a crowded open plan office, a crowded bar, a crowded restaurant, a crowded subway or a light rail train. Whole other story. I think you might have some problems coming up in Wisconsin. Uh, it would have been good if the Republicans who control the legislature would have had a plan waiting for when the uh, legislature, uh, or when the Supreme Court rather, reopened the state instantly. Because I think there's going to be some problems potentially. If there's any uh, chance of a state reopening is going to cause problems, that's going to be it. Anyway, I watched Governor Waltz's press conference uh, last, uh, last Wednesday night, and I had some impressions. Uh, first of all, the data that he's using in the model that is the basis of his policy at this point is three weeks old. The pandemic's been going on for three months in the state of Minnesota so far, which means the model is ignoring a good solid quarter of the data, almost a third of the data that is available. And by the way, being the most recent data, it's probably the best data. I mean, that data coming out two months ago, nobody knew what they were measuring. 
There were no tests. There's still barely tests. We were testing at two-thirds the rate of Mississippi and one-third the rate of North Dakota. So even the data we have now is probably a little suspect. Three months ago, much more so. And yet the more reliable data, one might presume, has been thrown out. Now, I try not to throw the world words completely useless around willy-nilly, but I'm not sure if that doesn't make the whole model completely useless as a means of actually performing science. By the way, and by the way, with all due uh, with, with kudos to David Strom, who, by the way, is our guest at 2 o'clock, David Strom from Essential Minnesota, the model doesn't distinguish between populations in hot spots like Hennepin County and all the rest of the state. I mean, according to this model, someone living in Hennepin County and someone living in Pennington County have exactly the same exposure, exactly the same risk. In Minnesota... Right now, as we speak, 99% of the COVID deaths are concentrated in 3% of the population. And 80% of the deaths involve 1% of the state's population, almost all of them older, not all, but most, the vast majority, almost all of them with some sort of comorbidities. In fact, uh, Tracy Eberly, uh, who was a guest on this show two weeks ago, calculated the number of deaths versus the percentage of deaths involving some so, sort of complication of some sort of, they call it a comorbidity, uh, diabetes, hypertension, obesity. And if you multiply the percentage of deaths involving a comorbidity, like those three, or lung cancer or, or COPD or lung conditions of any kind, and the total number of deaths, the number of deaths attributable solely to COVID in the state of Minnesota using the numbers from the state is six. Six people died of COVID and COVID alone in the state so far. Now, yet the people producing this model applied those percentages to the entire population as if someone in a 30 year old, uh, truck driver in Pennington County has the same, or a 28-year-old software developer in Moorhead has the same chance of contracting the disease, developing complications, and dying as a 65-year-old obese, lifelong smoker from Hennepin County. I mean, if this were in the private sector, this work would have been sent back basing mortality predictions across the entire population on numbers that are so flawed at the concept level is, to be thoroughly charitable, bad math. To be less charitable, it's dishonest. And it's a tool used, I mean, it might not be a tool used to try to deceive the people, but it certainly serves that purpose. The equivalent of the Star Tribune poll that drives statewide conclusions based on Huge oversamplings of Minnesota DFLers, which, by the way, has been our complaint about the Minnesota poll for the last 20 years in this state, for the lifetime of this blog, and then some. And since the overwhelming majority of deaths involve people in long-term care, the model that the governor used tacitly assumes nursing home residents will do nothing whatsoever to protect their populations. Possible. But I think there's a whole lot of lawyers out there who will make any laziness in that department, really, really, really expensive. I know the place where by one family member of mine is currently a resident is taking extreme measures to protect their residents, including my mother. Well, it means I can't visit her for the duration. I think it's a good, a good step. Oh, by the way, since it's in North Dakota, she's actually getting tested. Go figure. The Waltz administration is using this model to flim-flam a state that um, science show is starting to get tired of being lied to, to condescended to, talked down to by a bunch of people who are fully okay dishing out the pain, just don't like to take it themselves and don't like their friends taking it, by the way. Last week, they allowed, the governor allowed a, the world's largest candy store in Jordan to reopen 
notwithstanding the fact that uh, it, it, the owner is a friend of the governor, is a big campaign contributor. And so pie shops in two harbors closed down for the duration. Chocolate shops in Marine St. Croix closed down for the duration. Candy store on Highway 169 jammed to the rafters without precautions. Essential. Go figure. Is there any rhyme or reason to it? Political rhyme or reason. Uh, well, uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call. We will go to the phones when we come back, by the way. Gary, Mark, stay on the line. We'll get right to you here. Point being, folks, when you have a model, the phrase garbage in, garbage out is in full effect. And as we showed, with out-of-date data, seemingly cherry-picked for its random scattershot uh, unreliability, and its ham-fisted and unrealistic selection of a population to include in the model, it's garbage in. We've got garbage out. And if this was just a homework assignment done terribly badly, someone would get a bad grade. But this is people's jobs and livelihoods at stake. Go nowhere. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. During difficult times, it's important not to be frozen by fear or complacency, thinking that Congress, the Fed, or your current financial planner will fix the impact of the pandemic on your retirement savings. The bottom line is no one else is going to care about your retirement the way you do. It's time to stop crossing your fingers and toes, hoping for growth, and reset your retirement for income using interest and dividends. Call 888 888- 888-4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertain times. 888-888-4176. We'll send you our Retirement Income Kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's best-selling book and a no-obligation call with an income specialist. 888-888-4176. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Call 888-888-4176 now. Is immune support on your mind these days? Quantum Nutrition Labs is here to help. While supplies last, a wide variety of high-quality, immune-focused supplements are 20% off, including vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin D3. Now is a great time to stock up on the items you'll want to keep on hand, ready to use when you need them. Call 888-588-7578 to speak with our highly trained nutritional consultants. That's 888-588-588. 7578 or visit us online at qnlabs.com that's qnlabs.com hi i'm dr bob marshall phd host of healthline tune in to get your questions answered and hear the latest breakthrough information for you and your family our product line quantum nutrition labs delivers what others only promise nutrition that really works Midwest Fence is the type of fence company your brother, your uncle, your cousin, or your neighbor would recommend because they too went with them for their fence and figured out pretty quickly Midwest was the obvious choice. Not only were the costs kept low because Midwest Fence is the largest fence company in the state and thus buys in bulk and passes the savings on to you, but just the fact that this company has vastly more experience with fences than anyone else gives a person a certain peace of mind. Folks, they've been at this since Truman was president. Driving down the road in Minnesota, you see the handiwork of Midwest fence all around you. And those people who went with Midwest will tell you it was hardly a difficult decision. You won't find a greater variety of design options, nor more down-to-earth people ready to work with you. Midwest fence, the ones your neighbors recommend. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you please? Don't forget, Kindness Challenge winner, congratulations going to Anna Karen A. for being, uh, sounds 
sort of like a like a scientific code name itself there for being chosen as our kindness challenge winner that's over on the 50, freedom 1570 she chose to gift the $5,000 to save the children. Wow, that's awesome. Anyway, they ensure children uh, in extreme poverty, war-torn areas, or in parts of the world impacted by natural disasters get a healthy start to life and an opportunity to learn and be safe from harm. Big thank you to every listener who participated in the 2020 Kindness Challenge. We'll have to do it again next year sometime. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Let's go to Mendota Heights. Gary, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air. All right. Well, what Governor Walls doesn't realize is, is that people in Winona and Wyndham and Warroad, the barbers, the beauty salons, the restaurants, the clothing stores, uh, they're not open. And, right. at, you know, and the counties, you know, are they still going to demand their property taxes? And then you look oh, yeah. at all the people that are out of work. I mean, the people that rent from apartment buildings, those landlords aren't getting any rent at some point when these people have no money. Are they going to have yeah. to pay their property taxes? When these restaurants and barbershops go out of business and the commercial landlords don't have any income, are they yeah. going to have to pay their property taxes? Is the county going to, and the city going to demand that? Uh, of course they are. Okay, so, so there's no money, so we can tax the rich. But if the rich aren't working because they've been forced to shut down, there's no income to go after their income tax. Yep. Uh, I saw I saw what I think might be the beginning, potentially, what well, may, may have been one of the <clears throat> genesis behind the governor's announcement this past week. Uh, on the one hand, you, you have the fact that the optics of allowing his buddy who runs a candy shop to open while every other uh, such business in the state was deemed non-essential. Uh, th- that's part of it. He just plain looks bad, looks like a petty little tyrant. The other thing is he, f- he admitted in his, I believe, Monday or Tuesday press conference that laying off public workers is an option. And when, by the way, public workers are the biggest single block of people out there who are for staying locked down until there's a virus or some other point in the indeterminate future. Basically, indeterminate lockdown is fine as long as your paychecks keep plopping into your account every two weeks. Life is good, isn't it? But Uh once you start talking about laying off public workers, there goes his power base right there, Gary. Well, and <laughs> there's just no money, folks. And so they keep there's, asking, you know, there's no money. Our, our, you know, state barely was, you know, we had a budget surplus. Now we have a budget deficit. But what really gets me is why isn't the, you know, Star Tribune, NPR, all the other CCO, why yeah. aren't they digging into the details of what's in, why do we always have to find out what's in the, bonding bill after they vote for and not before they vote for is that a rhetorical question gary thank you very much for your call i think you know the answer as as well as i do uh 651-289-4488 let's go to uh, st louis park mark you're on the northern alliance go right ahead mitch thanks for taking my call but i just wanted to comment on gary's call real quick i was just thinking about a conversation maybe at the governor's mansion between this is what happens when you're married to a social justice warrior don't you dare think of opening anything and risk me losing my Facebook friends. Don't even think about it or we're done. I'll just oh, leave yeah. it at that as far as who he's married to. But the, re- but, so, but the, reason, the, the reason I called is I, I, I had a couple of uh, uh, headlines from the Star Tribune that will never happen. Minnesota has the highest percentage of elderly desperate population in the country. You'll never yep. see that. You'll never nope. see this headline. Uh, Governor orders all care ta- all caretakers to wear PPE and orders the National Guard to help nursing homes two months late, two months after yes. Ron DeSantis did that. You're never going to hear that. And Mitch, I'll just I'll just end with this, and I want your opinion. Last week he said we the citizens gave us a D for our social distancing the way we've been handling social distancing. I believe he gets an F minus. I believe he should be resigned or be recalled for for his responsibility for all these nursing home deaths. F minus, I think, is too good for him, and I want to hear your. I'd like to hear what you say. It, it is too good for him. Now, bear in mind whether he's recalled, which is, by the way, borderline impossible under Minnesota law. You got to get a Supreme Court decision, and then six hundred and fifty thousand signatures in ninety days. So, good luck with that. And then, whether he resigns or is re- removed uh, against all odds or not, 
you get Governor Peggy Flanagan, who's going to be much, much worse even than Waltz in every possible way. As little experience in the real world as Peggy Flanagan has, as, excuse me, as Governor Waltz has, being a high school teacher, a congressman, and a National Guardsman, Flanagan's got less. She's a lifetime, lifelong non-profiteer, government employee at best. Governor Flanagan at the head of a, of a, of a, of a DFL-led house, and God willing, that's as far as it goes, I, I, I'd take my chances with Waltz. He at least has a sense of, he, he can at least be shamed. Uh, Walt uh, Flanagan is so progressive. Oh, she, she's like a, she's like a, a Minneapolis Rahm Emanuel. At any rate, 651-289-4488. By the way, thanks to uh, Gary and Mark, both for your calls. Great as always. You wonder where this model came from. We'll be talking about this with David Strom of Essential Minnesota here shortly here. But uh, word came out via Alpha News this past week. Actually, originally came out from the U of M. They were proud of this story. And Alpha News ran with it along with yours truly. I ran with it on my blog this past week. The University of Minnesota says it developed the predictive models used to justify Governor Waltz's economic shutdowns in one weekend enlisting the help of students. The math models used to justify the sweeping economic shutdowns amidst the coronavirus, were, this is from Alpha News, by the way, were hastily developed by a team partially composed of students who did not have time to fully validate their work, according to a release by the U of M that boasts about the speed with which their model was created. Quote, I don't think a lot of researchers get to work on something over the weekend and have public figures talk about it and make decisions based on it. Three days later, says Associate Professor Marina Kirkheide, who just completed her undergraduate degree last year. She's a graduate assistant. Uh, maybe an assistant professor. In this situation, you don't have the time to validate as much as you normally would, she adds. Associate Professor Eva Enns, who also helped build the models, admits the university released that her work... Uh, can't be used to make predictions with a great degree of accuracy and that uncertainty figured greatly into the model's construction. Quote, we need to build in uncertainty as a clear message, she said. I don't think that's the word I would use for how this uncertainty has been portrayed by the governor and by the shutdown's defenders. Do you? I think not. Here's the deal. Doing work in a hurry is the norm, not the exception in the private sector. It happens. I do conceptual modeling, different but similar, as part of my day job. And having to come up with something with incomplete information is the norm. It's the norm. And the fact that you have students and basically interns cranking out this kind of work in a big hurry over pizza and, and espresso is not all that unusual and not necessarily dispositively wrong. There's nothing saying that students can't get the right answer, although they're saying in the release that they didn't. Can't count on it. But I want to know who greenlit the project and the exact chain of review or lack of review that led from that bull session at the U of M, to the governor's lips and to the level of policy. If the media doesn't file a data practices respect, uh, request over this, they don't deserve to do it. David Strom joins us next. Go nowhere. Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. Uh, I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking relief factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking relief factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. 
Attention, hardworking Americans that pay too much in taxes. How would you like to get an extra $5,000 back from your prior year's tax returns? Family Tax will take your filed tax returns for the last three years and analyze them. We are experts at finding hidden credits and deductions other tax companies miss. Even if you've already filed, it's never too late. We guarantee that the IRS will send you back at least $5,000 or our services are free. If you get a paycheck, check from your job you make at least thirty thousand dollars a year call right now and learn how you can get an extra five thousand dollars back from the irs from your past three years of tax returns make this guaranteed free call now 800-250-4079 800-250-4079 that's 800-250-4079 We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com.